Welcome to Money, Mindset, and Marketing for Photographers. I'm your host, business coach, and former photographer, Safina Duke. Let's challenge the rules of how you think you should be doing business. We'll look at what it really takes to sell your work for thousands of dollars and attract the clients who will love to pay you for it. Listen on to start creating your dream portrait business. Hey guys, it is March. It's March Madness. It's been in the 60s and 70s here in Indiana, and so I have nothing to complain about today. And everything is going well, and I'm just enjoying the weather and looking forward to summer, even though (laughs) my kids are home all summer, but they're in lots of camps this summer, so I'm looking forward to the time that I'm going to get to spend with them, and then just knowing that I have that time also while they're in the camps is going to be amazing. So yeah, I... I'm in a great mood. And today I wanted to talk to you about something I heard at one time and it stuck with me throughout my whole business. So let's get right into it. So here's the idea. Businesses bring up absolutely the worst feelings. If you, especially if you're doing all the jobs, if you're starting from scratch, if you're dealing with your feelings of worthiness, especially for a lot of people I know, we're not born into money. So they're not used to like charging the money, making the money, having the money, all of those things. It brings up thoughts about their value, their worthiness, if they're enough, if they can, if they are cut out for business, right? You see a lot of people just not sure if they're cut out for business and trying to prove it to themselves. And if you don't watch out, all of those negative things that come with building a business are going to leave a pile of side effects if you try to avoid your business, if you try to avoid the feelings that come from your business, let's say. So in the coaching industry, we use a term called buffering, which means that you are doing something like it's the idea of a loading internet thing. You know how it's like buffering. You're you're like watching Netflix and it's just buffering and buffering and buffering. It's just wasting time basically to avoid what's really going on. So here's what this is going to look like for you. People have our own vices, right? We have our own ways that we like to avoid emotions. And I want to talk about some of them. I've talked about them before, but you, I want you to just take a second and think what is the thing that comes up for you right now before I've named anything? What is the way that you like to disconnect from your life, disconnect from your body and your feelings, and give yourself a temporary sense of pleasure that doesn't always feel good after you've done it. It feels good maybe in the moment. It seems like a good idea. It seems like a dopamine rush. But after you've done it, it doesn't actually help your life or make your life better. That last piece is a great indicator of if you're using something to buffer. So let's say, for example, shopping. Shopping isn't inherently bad, right? You, everybody has to shop to a certain degree. Everyone, if you're participating in our society, has to spend some sort of a money, a money. <laughs> but not everybody uses shopping in the same way. Some people use shopping as a way to escape. And when they use it as a way to escape, they might spend more than what they wanted to spend. They might get in more debt than they wanted to get in. And they might look around when they're done shopping and see all their new stuff that it didn't really make them feel any better and that now they have all these bills that they can't pay and they might feel even worse. So that's a really good indicator of if things are like a buffering thing for you is if it makes you feel worse after you've done it. 
same thing with drinking, right? Like some people can drink and they can go back to their life the next day and it's not a big deal, like drinking alcohol. And some people use alcohol constantly to get out of their lives and they just end up feeling way worse and having way lower self-esteem because of always constant alcohol usage. So you really want to think about that. Like what's the net effect when you're done with avoiding the emotion that really gives you the insight into if it's a buffering tool that you're using. So I think we can all think of a few things that would be considered buffering that are really common in our society. For example, doing drugs, drinking alcohol, having sex, having porn addictions, um, being on your phone all the time, being on social media, overeating, all of those things I feel like come up as things that are really common in our society, what people use to avoid looking at their thoughts and their emotions. And I want to name a couple other ones that you might not have thought of too. I want to just talk about some of these. But common ways that people avoid their feelings also include overworking. It includes doing things for other people, like we talked about in last week's podcast, the overgiving is part of that. It includes taking care of your kids (laughs) and focusing on your family and planning family vacations and birthday parties and stuff like that. It includes cleaning your house, doing random tasks, being involved in drama. (laughs) All of those things, I think that we don't think of those as commonly as ways that we avoid because our, our society is so focused on like hustling and overworking that we give people a pat on the back for being like over givers or over hard workers when really a lot of those people are using this as a buffering mechanism. They're using working all the time so they don't have to feel their feelings or even working out all the time so they don't have to feel their feelings. They're using it as a way to escape their life. So the reason why I got inspired to talk about all of this is because I was thinking about how obvious it is when you are avoiding your emotions. Your business will bring up all of your emotions. It'll bring up all of your things that you need to work through. And your success is based on how much you're willing to feel those things and allow for those emotions to be there and still show up to work on them, still move through them. And what a lot of people do is they use those feelings as a reason that their business is not working, that they shouldn't show up. And they basically just run flying for the hills whenever all of these things come up for them. So this is exactly why you see people like, for example, Sue Rice talked about this when she built a successful business, she was able to successfully maneuver through those feelings and power through them. But she was overeating as a side effect of how stressed out she was. I don't think she was sleeping either. So you see these people that can build a successful business, but they're not taking care of their body. They're not resting properly. And for a lot of people, you might, I like to look at it this way, okay? That's one way to go about building a business. And for some people, they get to have all of the success and like be totally unhealthy in the way that they have the success. And for some people, I believe it's a gift that life will literally block you from your success if you're doing it in that unsustainable way. So I really think it's 50-50. I've seen people who do not get to get to the success level and the money level that they want until they find out a way 
to keep showing up and moving through their business sustainably. And then I found other people who will get to that point and they'll realize, oh my God, I let all of these other things around me go. Now I have to clean up and fix all of these things. So neither one is better than the other, but I want you to look at it as a blessing. If your life is not allowing you to make the money that you want right now, and you are willing to sacrifice your health and your sleep for it, just know maybe maybe that's not the plan for you. Maybe the universe doesn't want you to build your business that way. So if you don't learn how to process your emotions, what you're going to see is a physical side effect of that. You're going to see that you have been overeating, or you're going to see that maybe you're like an alcoholic, (laughs) or you're going to see that you've spent way too much money on random things that you've been buying every time you're upset. And the message that I really want to tell you today is clean that up now. I think the problem that I see in my clients is that they think that those negative feelings and all of those things like the worth issues and the self-value issues that come up for them mean that they're behind and mean that it's a problem and that their business isn't working. And it's actually the opposite. It's actually when those things come up for you, those are signs that you get to work through those. But in order to work through them and in order to have the space for those breakthroughs to happen, you have to really look at them and you have to really be okay with them being there. And you have to really be willing to feel whatever feelings that brings up for you. So before you can move through the like, oh, I'm not good enough aspect, you have to be willing to just sit there and be in shame and disappointment and fear for as long as it takes for your body to move through it. This is quite literally the work. This is the work that we talk about. What it really is, is looking at all of your junk, okay? So I want to compare it like when my clients start working with me and they start pulling out all these really terrible things that they don't really want to know that they were thinking and believing and they don't really want to think about it. They don't really want to feel it. It feels a little bit uncomfortable, but it also feels like you're actually looking at what's there. It's similar to when you have let's say a closet or a room and you just keep filling it with junk and putting it in there and closing the door and you don't know what's in there anymore. All you know is that it's just growing and growing and it's piling up and it's getting harder and harder to look at and go through. It's like the work of having somebody come in with you and open up the door and help you piece by piece to sort it out and to look at what's going on in there. It feels harder than it would be to just keep stuffing stuff into the closet, but it also feels like a relief to just kind of see what's really happening and make the plan to get it all out. So I want to talk about, lastly, the way that most people actually end up avoiding this work and buffering through this work is they literally just skip their business. They disconnect from their business They avoid their business and they go back to their regular life and find things to focus on in their regular life. So depending on who you are, this could be like your nine to five job. This could be your family. This could be planning out activities for your kids. (laughs) Like literally it could be focusing on anything outside of your business and you will tell yourself that it's important and you'll feel good because you're being productive in a different area. But all of that productivity all came from the place of trying to avoid what's happening and coming up in your business right now. 
So when we talked about, you will see the side effect, right? You'll see the side effect of always being on your phone. You'll see the side effect of overeating every time you're upset. Same thing with your business. If you avoid your business every time that it's not working for you and that you have feelings of disappointment and frustration and shame come up in your business, you will see the side effect as your business does not grow. Like your business just doesn't move forward when you're just not in it at all, when you're completely detaching and disconnecting from it. And I know this so well because this is that was my chosen way of avoiding my business. Like I would literally just go super hard on it. I would only show up when I felt super inspired and good and happy and I would start all these things. And then eventually it would kind of die off. All the excitement would die off and I would need a month or two to just totally disconnect from my business because I wasn't willing to look up, look at what came up for me. And I also wasn't really believing that I could change it. Like I was just like, oh, I'm just not, people just don't want this. And then I would just leave it at that. <laughs> right. It's like if, if in the closet example, if you were just like, yeah, this closet will just never be clean. Hmm. And then you just walk away from it. Of course, if you think it's never going to be clean, you're not going to want to clean it out. But I promise you that all of the limitations that come up, these are all things that are coming up to be healed. These are all things that there is a way through. There is a breakthrough on the other side of it. And nothing is coming up that you can't handle and break through. So instead of waiting for your closet to get filled up with junk and stuff that you don't even remember putting in there, start a daily practice of cleaning out your closet every day. Clean out your thoughts. Clean out your feelings. Look at what's in there. Just looking at it. It's like the same thing with money, right? When people just don't want to look at their money. It feels like such a relief when you put it all down on paper and you see all your bills and you do your budget and it might not all add up the way you want it to, but at least It's there in front of you for you to make a plan or for you to start making progress towards rather than just avoiding it. This work goes down to as small of a thing as when somebody says something on a call to you or asks you a question about what your price includes and you hesitate because you tell yourself that that means that they think that it's too expensive and the whole call goes in a totally different direction because you told yourself that one thing. You respond in a different way. You respond defensively. You respond like you don't think that they're going to buy from you or like you're trying to prove that it's worth it. And you just talk about heirloom products and how amazing your folio boxes are, right? Haven't we all been there? It goes down to things as little as that, cleaning those things out. And there is a different way to look at all of those things. So if you've been wanting help with cleaning out your mental closet that is full of dust bunnies and old junk that you're carrying on from when you were a little kid, then I'm your person. This is exactly what we do in coaching. We look at your results and we look at what you do have going for you, what you are creating that's working in your business, and we clean up all the other things that aren't helping you to show up like the business owner that you want to be. So I'd like to invite you, if you've been waiting for an opportunity to work with the right person, to come get on my consultation calendar. You can click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation call, and we'll talk about your business and see if you're a good fit for the one-on-one coaching. That's all I have for you this week, and I'll talk to you next week.